The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! This one has a lot of layers. We tried to talk about the darkest timeline. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. We tried to do that. So we're definitely going to get into how we were uh, naive. <laughs> and um, we thought we thought things were dark, but no, things are way darker. Oh, and, yeah. uh, but before we get into that, um, I want to check in with my friend. I haven't seen you for a week. Uh, yeah. How are you doing, sir? Um, we like to do check-ins. Yeah, now and every then, now and Just again. as a point of you know contact and conversation. Um, just so you guys know how we're doing. I mean, you just want us to be dancing monkeys in front of a microphone and we will do that for you. Uh, that being said, um, I've had kind of what is appearing to be a normal week. And for most people, that wouldn't be good. For me, it seems to be uh, de rigueur, sure. as they'd like to say. Um, it's I'm on the regs. And every week is a new adventure in interestingness. That's not a word. Uh, one thing, one highlight, and we're going to talk about other stuff. But as a check-in, one like absolute highlight. I was on the bal- my balcony with Rex. We're outside having a dirt, having a glass of wine, talking. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see somebody like right in below us on a bike they had a little kid in the back you know cute little boy in the back and he and the guy looks up and he's like hey he's like are you aaron and i'm like oh shit fuck did someone did my past catch up with me basically was my that's that's how my mind works and then he goes no whiskey reel and i was like yeah dude yeah he goes Dude, I listen to you guys all the time. He was an awesome guy. His name is Tor. Uh, so, Tor, big shout out to you. It was a pleasure to meet you and your little son that was punching you in the kidneys because you weren't writing fast enough. Uh, He's a darling little boy. Yeah. But he was like, hey, I really enjoy what you guys do. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we were just kind of bantering back and forth. And he rode off with his son accosting him in the back. Um, and it was super cute. And little stuff like that is kind of makes well and makes od- you feel good. Oddly enough, we're going to hear from Tor later. Uh, we do have a voicemail from Tor. What? I, nothing. I was trying to give you like like baseball signs in the no, background. No, 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 I know, but no, we, I do have a voicemail from Tor. He said he was going to call in. He did, and he actually called in twice. I didn't know this, by the way. This yeah, is all new I info. Know. This me. is all new okay. info, and I, 
it was going to be a surprise, but you brought this story up. And oh, I just wanted to make that's sure that you. Rad. Yeah. Big shout he out. Did, he did call in. He's uh, he's called in before with some more like um, not a, amazingly coherent messages before, but this one is actually he was like very very coherent. <laughs> Tor likes to get down. Tor was getting down. Yeah, Whenever brother. He, the first time he called in, he was getting down for sure. That's what's up. Um, but now, yeah, he's going to be on the podcast this week. Cons- um, you after know, the cons- break, we'll uh, we'll do some tour shit. It's Con- going to be awesome. Consider- considering how crazy this week was on so many levels, it was great just to have that interaction and somebody who enjoys what we do. Makes you feel good. That's not necessarily why we do it, but when we do get your feedback and call-ins, you wretched bastards, when we get it, it really does help. It really does. Fuel the fire of what we do. And There's that, it, so many things yeah. you could all do. So many. So many. Tell your friends. <laughs> reviews. Go yeah. on iTunes and actually put in reviews for this podcast because yeah. we don't do this out of love, we do it for the listens. Yeah. Well, yes. We're like uh, yes. Fred Durst. We do it for the listens. <laughs> God. Oh All right. God. So. <laughs> the Fred Durst of fucking podcasts. I am the Fred, I am the Fred Durst of podcasts. Um, I do it for the nookie. Yeah, for sure. So outside of that, it's beautiful outside. I've been feeling as well as I can. I'm still negotiating what I do for a living. Only by virtue is I'm only, I'm always learning something new, and that's a good thing. But uh, tour was definitely a highlight of good. my week. I love that, Bobby. I know you have some stuff and things. That's well, so. you know, it's a week for me. So um, to check in. Hi, I'm Bobby. Um, <laughs> I'm going to introduce you later, you say. <laughs> um, a couple of nights ago, I'm walking down to my little local grocery store, grocery store slash liquor store, because I wanted some some booch. I wanted the boochies. You need to get some boochies. You need some boochies. So <laughs> I walk in. Um, as I'm walking down the hill to the store, I look up and I... you. Know, Anyone that lives in this area understands what I'm going to say when you realize that you've forgotten how beautiful this place is. Yeah. You don't look enough. You don't raise your eyes from the the, the (laughs) horrible nightmare that your life is. Or your phone. And just take advantage of the fact that we live in a beautiful place. So I had that moment. Um, I, I looked up and all I could see was beauty valley-wide beauty, just green trees and blah, blah, blah. So then I walk in the store, and I get myself some booch, and I'm walking out, and I look up, and I'm like, because I wanted to see it again. You know what I mean? Just lock it down. Getting greedy. Yeah, lock it down. Everything was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) By the time I went into the store, picked out my booch, and walked out. Right. Everything in La Plata County was on fire. <sighs> yeah, it was. Uh, that was pillows, an interesting day. Billowing. I, I smoke for everywhere on my balcony. Yeah, taking pictures, trying to. And I, I want you to continue to talk about your day, but real quick, because I, I will forget. 
lot of we forget how hard of a job it is to be a firefighter, especially oh guys that fly out there and do that. These motherfuckers put their dick on that fire. Yes. They squashed it, man. It, well, they did a great job. And I know it's still, they got to still drop. There's embers. There's been helicopters for the last yeah, couple of days. Yeah. But all in all, to see it rise Killed up it. and then see it press back, like within real time. Yeah. Made me really appreciate that we have the people doing that job that I definitely couldn't do. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. No, I mean, you're exactly right. We are so fortunate that we live in an area that actually gives a fuck. If we lived in like, you know, East Texas, nobody would give a flying fuck. They would just be like, eh, let it burn. It's cool. No, yeah, you're fine. It'll I thought you were, I thought you were gonna say Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's been high time. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Let let the fire burn. Um, <laughs> no, you cannot have an abortion. Right. Sorry. Uh, all those um, things are true. And here in Durango, you can both have an abortion, <gasps> probably from the firefighter that knocked you up. <laughs> And <laughs> and uh, um, you can still have your fires put out in a timely fashion. Fuck. Um, yeah. The owner of Mountainside Studios, our benefactor, um, was sending me videos. And the fire was less than two miles from his house. Like, he could see it coming. Like, that's coming to our house. Yeah. Um, they live in this area of Durango where fancy people live. And yeah, kind of that's where the fire was. We don't know the um, cause? <laughs> the cause of this fire. My guess is it's Durango, Colorado, and some fool was on a mountain bike tooling around and just flicked a fucking blunt into a fucking sagebrush that, or some shit. I, it, you know what I mean? Where it was located, there's nothing there. It's BLM so, land, but a lot of people bike and hike up there. Okay, so they Regardless were, of the fact that they're not supposed to, they still go there. They were burning a jurt. And someone was... Yeah. yeah burning a jurt. A jurt. Yeah. Um, you Heading know, to the club. You, <laughs> you crunchy fuckers. Put your own fires out. Yeah, put your... Fires out. God. You fucking crusty Knock Durango it out with fucks. Your Choco or whatever you have handy. Yeah, whatever's on your stupid, smelly body. <laughs> Take the bandana off your dog and smother the fire. This is the smelliest community <laughs> that I've ever been a part of. It's rough, dog. And they're it's just like, rough. you know what? I'll just put some patchouli oil all over it. it. That'll, yeah. Well, we had a certain um, demographic in L.A. that used to go to clubs, and I'm not going to call them out. <laughs> out to <clears throat> the club. To the club. Um, I'm not going to call them out, but this is back dating my old ass self. This is back in the days of Drakkar Noir. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And there was a... Oh, Armenians. I'm not going to confirm <laughs> or deny. Bobby said it. So there used to be a club. It was the Armenian guys. <laughs> there used to be. Hey. Bro. Hey, bro. Bro. You um, like Drakkar Noah? <laughs> you saw one of the new Star Come Wars. On. Come on. You know what they sound like. Some motherfuckers. So, are, they're real. So there used to be a club people. called Florentine Gardens. And this was like where you go 
where like as soon as you turn 21, like it was like, oh, or if you had a fake ID like me, this was the easy hitter for young people. That place stunk like somebody's fucking the back of somebody's knee and Dracar Noir. It was brutal. So <laughs> back of somebody's <laughs> knee. You ever, you ever um, smelled the back of somebody's knee? Oh, I know you have. Sir. Obviously. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> have you ever smelled Hillary's knee? Hillary? Is there a Hillary? I don't Who's know. I Hillary? just thought about oh, it. Oh, okay. No. I thought it you sounded like a... like a crunchy hippie chick. In Guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. We're back, y'all. Um, we've had a bit of a week. This has been an emotional week for both of us. Yeah. Um, for reasons that we'll get into as we move along with this podcast. Yeah. Um, it's not all, not all craft and Irish whiskey, <laughs> I promise you. Um, but that being said... There's going to be Boochcraft and Irish whiskey as Hell we move yeah, along. Yeah, Bree. Directly across from me, my boy, Mr. Tony Montanus, the most heinous. Oh, I love <laughs> the it. The hammer you, you, of destruction. You made a rhyme. I did make a rhyme. Um, he is Sir Antonio Brandaris, my dearest friend, my uh my brother in arms. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So good to see you. Absolutely. Um I will say real quick, welcome back to the whiskey reel. Oh yeah, whatever they know. You know, you know about the whiskiest and the riskiest. You know, know. about he can't, he can't let it go. No, it's the, it's the. <laughs> we know about our sponsor, Wagon Wheel Liquor. We're working some shit out. I Absolutely. love Mark and the boys and the gals over there. They're super nice. They got a great selection. They're in the Town Center Plaza. You already know. You know. Um, so get you know, go get you some. Uh, right now we're drinking some Boochcraft. Are you gonna introduce? No, me no, no. Or? I'm gonna, but I'm, <laughs> okay. gonna, I'm gonna do the pre. <laughs> no, because I'm enjoying it. Um, no, it's I'm, great. I'm not a huge fan of hard kombucha because those words should not. It's kind of an oxymoron. Um, but I'm enjoying this Boochcraft orange pomegranate, and it's fucking delicious. That being said. Sitting across from <laughs> Bobby was right about to say something. To me. I know. I, um, was, I was about to freak out. Sitting across from me is a kinder, gentler, yet less giving a fuck. Yeah. Bobby fan noise. Uh, you guys all know him. If you've lived in this town any more than three months, you've probably run into this man. He is the Clooney-esque brooding figure at your local bar. Clooney-esque. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about it. I don't know about But that. I'm trying to big up you, bro. No, I like um, that. He's been having a very difficult day. You nailed look- it with brooding. Yeah, brooding, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to be kind to one of my dearest friends. Um, it's funny because now that we do this program, we don't talk a lot it feels like him and i like we have a text thread between me sean mo and bobby and i'm super busy during the week just to afford myself the time to do this podcast and be a you know a good man to my girl and a good parent so i don't really get to engage a lot i almost like it better because when 
Bobby and I get together, we can really mind meld, and it it's, feels like yeah. we drop back into something. It's like a holiday. Yeah, it it's really like is. a holiday. It really uh, is. On a lot of Every levels. Every week. On a lot of levels. It is. Um, and Bobby's had a rough... We need a spiral ham. You know what? That would be perfect. Can we Honeywell the shit out of Just this right a now? Spiral honey I would ham. Fucking Merc a spiral ham right now. I would eat nine ham sandwiches. <laughs> Have you ever my my family, my beautiful grandmother Mimi used to make ham every year for Christmas. And me and my uncles would sit around eating it and we called it ham bloat. Where you eat so much ham that you can't drink liquid. Yeah, you drink a glass of water and you just puff. <laughs> you just ham You just bloat, go full dude. puff. Let's go full <laughs> ham bloat on this episode. I would love okay? that. I wish we had a ham. I wish we had a ham. I know. Whatever. We, we should do that now and then. Just, just bring like, the ham? Just have like stuffed mushrooms or so, like crab dip. Like certain, <laughs> like Dan Patrick every week, they do what they call Meat Friday. Okay. And so they have a bunch of grills that are sponsored by Traeger brand grills. Shock. By the way, sponsor us. Thank you, Traeger. Um, yeah, thanks for nothing, Traeger. But like they, uh, every Friday, right? it's Meat Friday. And it's Why always not? like a different recipe. And they just hang out, do their show. And then they eat sausages or brisket or what have you. Do you think our benefactor, Blake... Would allow us to bring a Traeger grill onto his... He would. He totally would. He would be super up for that. My guess... <laughs> it's not regulation. <laughs> is that uh, the building the building would have problems you with know what? that. Hey, how about we Here's just what we make need. it... We, we need a fucking fob to level four. Thanks, brother. So there that it is. we can... You know what I'm saying? Do you hear that? Then we get that rooftop Do shit. Do you hear that? So um, before we move on, on to it. other things, we're we li- we it. are recording in a building that is a four story building that has a rooftop barbecue area. In Durango, we're in a high rise. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, like, skyscraper. No <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man is on top of this bitch. Sure, dude. But like, yeah, we don't have access to that fourth floor. Like rooftop barbecue action. No, there's a whole garden out there we can't enjoy. I know. I know. Maybe we I need know. to earn it. We're seventy five percent of being society. <laughs> <laughs> the only parties we get in is when we're passing trays, guys. Yeah. That's where we're at right now. Bobby but, Bobby's making the drinks. But yeah. we still Look down on all of you and judge you. We do indeed. From our perch. Hey, um, we do one thing on this podcast always, mm. and that is drink a what? spirit of some nature. We what, what, always what? drink spirits. Yeah. Um, we both immediately saw this bottle and we're like, yeah, that's the I, bottle. So over at, you know, Wagon Wheel... We go in, we peruse. The wheeliest. The wheeliest of wagons. We peruse. And sometimes they have these little, what liquor reps do is they'll put out, oh, this got 96% from Whiskey Advocate. You know, so you kind of, your eyes kind of gravitate towards those things. I've never seen this spirit before. So I saw it was 98, which honestly, anybody with a computer can come up with some sort of tag to hang on a fucking product. So I, I I take it with a grain of salt. So then I'm looking at it. Um, I lift up the tag and it's 
29 book. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, interesting. So let's get into it. This is West Cork, which if you're Irish means something. <laughs> um, this is a blended Irish, guys. Um, it says it's grain and malt whiskeys. It's blended and to boot, it is bourbon casked, which means they had to get some American casks, yep. ship them over put their booze in it, wait around a little bit. Now it's Irish, so it doesn't mean there's any age statement. So it could be three months, six months, what have you. Um, blended Irish whiskey, we all know it. We all know what it tastes like. 29 Irish. bucks. Tastes very, uh, yeah, wife beater, stained wife beater. So, so that's what we do. Um, so we got to talk about what does a bourbon... New American oak, basically, is what we're talking about. What does that impart to a flavor profile of something that's already an Irish whiskey? Right. Um, American oak is different from French oak or Hungarian or any other oaks, Slavic, which the big ones are American and French. Every other oak, they consider a neutral oak, which doesn't impart a lot. It helps it. It helps it develop and breathe, but it doesn't impart a lot of the barrel. American barrels tend to impart things like uh, spearmint, coconut. All barrels do caramel and vanilla and of breakfast spices. But what makes it different, there's like green pepper in American oak, whereas the French side is very much breakfast spices, nutmeg. Yes. Um, it can even impart tropical fruit sort of connotations to it. This is bourbon cast. So what they're doing is they're taking a barrel that's held bourbon. So there's already been a lot of those tertiary flavors that have been sucked out of the wood. So what these guys, I'm, I'm a thinking, were thinking that it would impart some bourbon characteristics sure. to it. Uh, which is interesting because Irish whiskey tastes like Irish whiskey. It's very hard to get away from. American bourbons tend to be a heavier flavor profile. They ha It's more spice forward, sweet forward. A lot of sugar. Lots of sugar. Um, I mean, Irish whiskey definitely has its own brand of sweet to it. It's just different. But it's very different. It's, it, Irish whiskeys, to me, tend to be earthier. Um, they can be maybe peatier. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to go to I the peat thing. I hate to go thing, there too, but but it's earthier. There, there is a thing that happens there that doesn't happen here. Well, there's a terroir kind of property yeah. that Let's happens call it terroir. with Let's call it Irish that. whiskeys for sure and, for whatever reason. Yeah, they're and not so, using different fucking everything. It's, it's the just, same fucking process. It's just their fucking water and their dirt and Amen. their you know what I mean. Like that. That's it what just it is. Makes everything taste different. Yeah. So. Rubber hits the road. You guys already know it's 29 book. And we just poured this into a glass. With oh, it's a buy. A at, couple at ice bikes. cubes. What are you getting out of it, though? So what I'm getting out of it is... West Clark. A very, very... Uh, so we started with an ice cube, to be clear. Um, which maybe was a mistake. We probably should have done this. I just didn't want to walk in. back and forth. I didn't, need, I didn't want you to walk back and forth. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I will say this. The first sip I had was like fresh ice. It's yeah. not like this yeah, was yeah, yeah. overly diluted, diluted yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. Unbelievably um, 
pleasant, ethereal. Um, there's nothing offensive about this whiskey whatsoever. It also doesn't necessarily have its own personality mm-hmm. in a way. I get that. Like it's it's crazy drinkable. It's super cheap. It's something I could drink at any given moment. But I'm not going to be like, oh, holy shit, you know, fucking West Cork blended Irish whiskey is fucking amazing. It's the best I'm not going to say ever. that. I'm not going to yeah. say that I know because what you mean. it it it. Tastes like whiskey. Yeah. And it tastes like whiskey in a very pleasant, inoffensive way. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. It just falls down my fucking throat. Like so that many is others. Not a bad thing, sir. I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I like this. I like this product a lot. Yeah. I like the price point. Um, I would drink this over a myriad of other more popular. Irish whiskey products. Jameson. Jameson. Um, notwithstanding. That if we always like to talk about training wheel liquors. So like this is the, I wish this could have been the first scotch. I wish this could have been the first rum I tried. Um, this for being Irish and it's still very Irish. There's those oh, Irish 100%. nuances of it. This is so, we always talk about, you know, um, linear or sharp or peaks and valleys. This is a sphere. There's not a single rough edge no. on this whiskey. It is about as pillowy and unoffensive. Now, is that always great? No. This would be a horrible mixing whiskey. Yes. Anything you put with this, diet barks nonwithstanding. Yeah. Uh, anything you put with this would run this <laughs> booze right over. Without even try, you can mix this with a seltzer, and it would overrun the whiskey. That's how round and soft and pillowy it is. Now that could be a sell for some people, and that can also be kind of a negative, sure, a red flag. And I would understand both sides of the story. Um, the most important thing is this twenty nine bucks. It's a really well-made whiskey for what it is. Again, we're not getting into deep waters here. We're not trying to be no. life-changing. No. But if I was a 21-year-old kid, didn't know shit about it, and somebody was like, do you like Irish whiskey? I've never had any shit. Instead of shooting Bushmills or JMO, which is what most of us do, um, this would have been nice to be able to taste first. Yeah. Just to know how unoffensive... Um, on a negative note, I get no bourbon casking. I don't this. really. Not a single thing. I don't really know what they're like. This is a very Irish thing. Yeah. It doesn't taste like Kentucky at all. No. Um, I wish it did because they're basically that's the marketing ploy of this bottle. Is that, well, the that font of bourbon, bourbon cask is only seconded by the name of the bottle. So, I mean. <laughs> But you could get lost in that fact and and sure. and lose the the actual plot point, which is that this is a really really fucking great Irish whiskey for super thirty bucks. Super approachable. Super approachable. Yeah. Um. And on, I mean, you know, we do a lot of Irish whiskeys here. You have to be like clear about Irish whiskey. There's not a lot of like amazing groundbreaking. There's like for every like green spot. Um, oh God! You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's I, I, a I get thousand it. just middle of the road 
For sure. Irish whiskeys that just taste like Irish whiskey. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. No. And it's great to actually cocktail with. Yes. That's the beauty of Irish whiskey. It's super fun because you can just jam sugar and spices and the Irish whiskey will still hold up and taste like itself. 100%. This will not. This is. Yeah. I, am, I hate to say this. I don't think I've ever said this on the program. This is probably one of the better shooters. I could crush this. Do you see what I'm saying? No, if I could. If somebody poured yeah. you a shot of this. 100%. I could smash this. Whereas sometimes when people want to buy us shots, believe it or not, people want to do that sometimes. And they want to give us a JMO or something. We're like, eh, I'm all, what, what time is it? I'm all set. Yeah, you're like, I'm, you know what? I think I'm good. Um, if somebody poured me a shot of this, this is like drinking an aperitif. This is so unoffensive. So there's a lot of big upside to this bottling that maybe other Irish uh, whiskeys don't have. So 29 but it's, uh, it's good stuff. You'll find it wherever you're at. At in and around that price, uh, Wagon Wheel takes care of us a little bit. So um, this was on the shelf, twenty nine bucks. I thought it was solid. I think it's yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I have a hard time buying Irish whiskey per se, just for yourself. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's not my favorite varietal. You and I both don't do that. Yeah, we don't. Um, we miss. Mikey Walnuts, because Mikey Walnuts would have loved this whiskey. And the funny part is, he was Scottish. I know. Yeah, but he Kinda was from fucking Boston. Yeah, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying. Hey, hey guys. Um, as per usual, we're probably going to get a little dark here for a minute. We have to talk about we have what to. happened. We have to. Okay, so I'm sorry, but I my body is exploding right now. Um. To talk about this. Yeah. Um, Uvalde, Texas, you all know, I'm not going to go down and be dramatic about the laundry list of what happened. 19 kids died. Two adults died. Lone shooter. Um, it wasn't racially motivated. This wasn't necessarily politically motivated. This was just a troubled man who had, it was 18. Well, yeah. Who got access to um, automatic, semi-automatic firearms. Semi-automatic, yeah. Uh, which they don't sell automatic necessarily. you got to have a special permit for those. However, um, he got access, would appear to be quickly, of semi-automatic firearms. Um, and we're going to talk about all the different layers of what this means. I don't really want to land on the conversation of how sad this is. Um, I can't look at the children. No. I can't. Um, maybe I should. I literally can't do it. It hurts so much. Um, well, you're, fuck. You are a father of a middle school aged young lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... It's very reasonable to expect that every day when you walk her every day out to the door and she goes to school that you're like, okay. And we're going to talk. I hope I hope Izzy come home, comes home today because Um, that's where we're at now as a society is like you're sending someone to a 
church or a grocery store or, or, or fucking mall, school or, or a mall mosque, or, or anywhere yeah. that people gather mm-hmm. there's a there is a i mean granted if you do the overall math it's an infinitesimal chance that you're a part of one of these things but every one of these incidents is too much and we should stop standing for it we yeah. should stop pretending like they aren't happening. <clears throat> I don't, yeah. We have in, what, 11 days, we have had a church shooting. We've had a grocery store shooting. Now we've had a fucking school shooting yeah. where 19 hopeful young people no longer get to fucking have their future. Yeah. And we as a people are pissing and moaning and arguing over semantics and the same old arguments that we've been having for fucking 40 years. So, yeah, we're not the brightest guys in the world. We are thoughtful, elder statesmen, I guess, <laughs> in a certain sense. Yeah. And it begs the question, like, well, what the fuck do we do, man? Because, That's like, I don't, we don't want our kids to... I don't want my kids to grow. I like I my kid is a grown man. Blah blah blah. We say we as a, yeah. a, a Hypo- societally exactly right. hypothetically. If I had um, school age children, and you know, I do have school age children in my life in a weird tangential way. Sure. Like I do, mm-hmm. you know, people that I, you know, young people that I care about mm-hmm. um, that are either related to me or just. You know, children of friends. I mean, I care about these young people, and I don't want them to grow up one in a world where they're scared to death that there's going to be an active shooter, and two in a world where they have to go to school, which is basically a fucking police state that is being guarded by armed men. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I think I. Either one of those things is trauma. One is less trauma, but they're both trauma. Yeah. I never grew up going to school surrounded by fucking armed men, mm-hmm. making sure that some psycho isn't going to walk in and kill me. How do we fix this, Aaron? Mm. I, I mean, obviously, there are better minds than, my, than myself yeah. that, that have bantied things about. I, I, I just like to... More than trying to figure out a definitive reason, <clears throat> which at this point there is none. I think ultimately um, we live in a country that for whatever reason, we'll go down the laundry list a little bit. Uh, mass shootings occur more in America than any other place in the world. And that's not because we have guns. There's a lot of countries that have guns and they don't face the same kind of incidences that we do. Um, Ted Cruz just got asked yesterday, why is it America? And he walked away because he didn't have an answer. We, we all don't have an, we have, we understand why, but we don't have an answer. Um, right. So there's a number of different ways to look at this. You could look at this from a gun control standpoint. Um, high round clips, um, you know, bump. The funny part is uh, the writers always talking about how we're taking their guns away. Yet the only gun reform made in the last eight years was from Donald Trump not doing bump stocks. So take that as you will. Um, 
I heard an interesting statistic that kind of blew my mind. I want to run this by you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in favor of no guns. I don't. I'm not a and sure. against the Second Amendment. I I think guns serve a purpose. Um, it's hard to say that right now, right? You feel bad. You almost feel bad saying that. Um, but I think at the end of the day, thirty thousand foot view. I think they serve a purpose. That being said, I heard something. I want to ask you a question. With all the guns that are in the U.S., imagine not a single gun from this day forward was manufactured. Not one, not a handgun, not an assault rifle, a shotgun. How long would it take if we destroyed one gun per minute? How long would it take to get rid of all the guns in this country? Oh, it would take decades. 600 years. Yeah. I mean, we... six. Hundred what are we years? We're we're like four percent of the world population. It, no, I think we're a little bit more than that. And I we, think we're about. I think we own 8%. half the guns. Oh God, we own per half cabin. the guns. So, so why I mentioned that? Yes, there is a shock value to that. If we destroyed a gun a minute forever, forever, it would be six hundred years. It's amazing. That should just pause. Think about that. I guess from my perspective, I just wonder what the fuck are we doing culturally that, I mean, I get it. We have, Ultimately, there you go. We have the same video games and movies it's and not, bullshit so that everybody else on planet that. Earth has. So why, why I bring that up is getting rid of guns and gun control ultimately is far-reaching. Yes. It's a it's a complete f- fantasy. It's a pipe dream. You are not going to do this nope. by gun control. Never. Now, does it mean limiting mags and doing all that won't help? I'm sure it would in certain instances. But if you yeah. stop me from getting a 30-round mag in uh, fucking Colorado, I can drive to Texas by 40. Well, for context, in 1994, Four, I believe, uh, President Clinton passed his assault weapon, uh, assault weapons ban, mm-hmm. um, which limited magazines, limited certain types of guns, blah blah blah, and and subsequently, mass shootings decreased by half, almost just half. Um, almost half, right? Yeah. It was like forty six percent, I think. Masa menos, yeah, right. yeah, whatever. Right. We can, I, who cares? It, it saved. It now, saved a lot of people's lives. What happened when Bush got back in office or got into office? He well, I'll say this from a an amateur political historian's perspective, I would say that President Clinton's measure, which I found to be worthwhile, also provided. Um, I hate to say it, um, it provided ammunition for the. Opposition to use that mm-hmm. as a fear tactic to say they took your fucking guns away and we're never, ever, ever going to let that happen again. So they rescinded the assault weapon ban. Yep. Bush did um, it. Which was so unfortunately named because we're not talking about assault weapons Mm-mm. per se. And AR 15 is not an assault weapon. It, it's not. It just isn't. It's hard to, I know. I know. I, but but it's, technically, we're, we're it is mincing not. words. I know. 
So a lot of right wing, more like NRA type people who, by the way, are friends of mine and people that I actually really respect fucking feel this way that we passed in 1994 a scary gun um, legislation. We, We legislated against scary guns. But the results are resounding and spoke for themselves. Also, when you take into uh, New Zealand, Australia, fucking, I mean, so many different countries have taken measures against assault weapons and their work. When is the last time you heard about an assault weapon attack, a mass shooting, an active shooter in Australia? Well, New Zealand, Christchurch. You know, yeah. Uh, but, but. That was a different story. Listen, people who want guns will get guns. I'm all for limiting the availability, limiting the uh, uh, round load of magazines, limiting specific things. But I can go online right now and get 3D blueprints of several components I can make to make a fucking usable gun into something that would be a highly deadly weapon on 100%. a mass level so what i'm saying is this: you can 3d print graphite yeah you know That's, what i mean you can make anything so my question is getting past this gun control is a thing right i i'm and i'm not against it what do we do when all the guns that ever need to be made are out there what do we do and i think ultimately this is a healthcare issue. It would appear that the people that are doing these things, writing these manifestos, um, there have been signs for help. There have been signs to cut this office at the quick. And we simply don't have the resources or don't want to put money towards the resources to be able to designate uh, address, label this, and deal with this ahead of time. This kid apparently had several things that could have triggered sure. yep. some things. Um, that's my first problem with it. My second problem is every time something like this happens, the right does two things. They say it's too early to p- politicize this. They try to make the left feel bad for talking about gun policy because they do the too soon. It's too soon. Yeah. Well, it's weird when you have one every week. Feels like it's always going to be. And too the left soon. being the left, they fucking oh, they fold fall like right bitches. They yeah. fold like bitches. Yeah. The second thing is, I've got a real issue with the police action in this, and the more I looked into this. The more I started to understand, today has been Parkland very illuminating. In Parkland, in Boulder, there's been a lot of instances where these police. So in Uvalde, Texas, guess how much of the budget of that town goes into policing? I have no idea. Forty percent. Wow. Wow. They get trained on fucking active shooter response. They get trained on SWAT. They get trained on preventative measures. They get trained. 40% of that town's budget goes to policing. And those police, by all accounts, 
as it stands right now as we're talking, took 40 to 60 minutes to run into that school and do anything. And when asked about it, their response was, why would we put officers in danger? Yeah. What is your job, sir? Well, what did you sign up to do? And I mean, let's be honest, it deflates the entire argument against people saying these weapons are not assault weapons. If your police department is scared that of like course they, can, they were scared, they can put on armor and they could go to war with this guy, right? No. They said they don't want to deal with this guy because he had a deadly weapon. And it's like, well, yeah, he had, did have a deadly weapon. So do most he, guys. That he a legally gun. obtained. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the whole point, man. Bobby. If something is deadly enough to scare your police department, it should be banned. <laughs> the police should have it and not you. The, the, well, and there's now, an argument, there's against, another that argument against that too and i will get to that really quickly like okay. we're we're running long but yeah no, we'll no we we'll need talk to, about we need to because there's out, a man. i have a weird um demographic argument um we talk about um populations on this podcast a lot and after what happened in buffalo i found it relevant to go back into my um you know uh, my archives basically your way back machine and try to remember th- like things that certain people like very famously killer mike has said about gun control killer mike um if you guys don't know is a uh the mc in fucking run the jewels and we have covered that band that group a couple of times a couple of times yeah. on this podcast also he's an incredibly smart diligent mm-hmm intelligent guy that is a not only a gun owner and a gun advocate like he's literally worked with the nra on certain measures Mm -hmm. and he's gotten his ass into trouble for doing so from the community because people are like well why are you advocating for gun ownership but Mm -hmm. his perspective to me makes a lot of sense because his perspective is that well if we are people of color and we are being targeted in communities, not by outside forces, but by ourselves. That's one of the things that I found really fascinating. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you live in downtown Atlanta and home invasions are a real fucking thing that actually happens, why shouldn't black people in black communities own a fucking firearm to protect their fucking families? So... It's hard because, like, you want to, on one thing, you were like, oh, fuck guns. We need to get guns out of them. I don't want a gun. I don't need a gun. I live in Durango, Colorado. I live, you know what I mean? I, I basically live in the, you know, back parking lot of a Trader Joe's. Like, that's where I live. It's the white bread, fucking no one's going to fuck with me kind of community. Who the fuck am I to take away Killer Mike or anyone in those communities? to take away their ability to defend their families from what's actually coming. And after Buffalo, I mean, don't you wish every fucking black person in that fucking building had a gun? I I just think we're talking about two different things. I think we are too. I think that's but the argument. But it's worth mentioning, it is. right? It is. And there has never been anybody in office from the left that says they were taking guns away. Nobody's removing the Second Amendment. 
I think this is a dog whistle for the right to say, if they get in office, they're going to take your guns away. No, we may take one or two. We might take some magazines away. Nobody's taking away the right for you to arm yourself under the Constitution. Nobody's doing that. There's not been a single person in office that ever got up and said, I want every gun taken away from everybody. Never in the history of ever. What they have done is say felons can't get guns, which is interesting. Felons can't vote either, which is even more interesting. I don't agree with either um, one, I, first of all. I, I think it's a case-by-case. Case. We simply don't have the resources yeah. to delineate those yeah. cases. I think that's a um, dog shit perspective. It is. But, you know, Killer Mike uh, was raised a hyper-militant Black Panther associate. Um, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. One of the smartest, most eloquent people in speaking about guns and protection. And I, I, I feel this. I feel every leftist should go and get a gun for themselves. Because there might be a day when you are going to have to defend your streets against um, complete fascists. And I'm going to just leave it at that. I am not anti-gun. What I am is anti-caring about the people that need help yeah we're the only fucking country on the planet that allows shootings like this on a mass level nobody wants to answer the question nobody wants to see the forest for the trees this isn't about gun control it's not it doesn't i told you a minute a gun it would take us 600 years this isn't about eliminating firearms this is about Fucking trying to delineate who should and who shouldn't. This is about having universal background checks, which has been constantly shot down in Congress. This is about private ownership. Oh, no, Congress passed it. No. Well, the fucking no. Senate said Senate no. Senate said no. We're Sorry. not even going to talk about it. I said the House. Sorry. No, I know. But the you know Senate. who we're talking about. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. Man. Yeah. And won't even talk about it. And he made to. He's going to die sooner or later. But... Well, we can what, only... I, what I'm saying that yes, I, I misspoke. The House passed, Senate didn't. No, yeah, you're, you're right. But yeah. but what I'm saying is our governmental systems will not allow us to have universal background checks. Private buyers um, going into a fairgrounds, there's zero background checks for that. That's protected legally. There are things that we can do to begin to try to do the safety nets yes. of stopping this. We refuse to do it. If you guys want everybody to be armed, I the big thing from the right is, you know what can stop a bad guy with a gun? A good guy with a gun. Do you know what we had outside of that school in Uvalde, Texas? We a had bunch about of good guys. 30 good guys with a gun that were too fucking scared to do their fucking job. And I'm sorry, and I know that's a hard job, but I don't sign up for it because I know I can't do it. Why did you sign up for well, it? They were getting their own kids out of the school. The cops were getting their own kids out of the school. Yeah. And stopping, pepper spraying, taking down parents that were am trying I, to rush in. Am I wrong that they isolated the shooter into a room with one group of kids? Yeah. Cause they, and they and heard then, gunshots and, and then did the, nothing. That was, they did nothing. Nothing. They did nothing for an hour because they thought that was safer for them. Yeah. That was safer for them. 
I, it's funny because when you're a soldier, Bobby, you were a soldier, you sign up for war. What happens when you're given an order in wartime to do something and you don't do it? You're prepared to die for your job. What happens called, when you don't? It's not called a mission. It's called, or I'm sorry, it's not called a job. It's called mission. You have a mission. Right. Your mission is to defend your post. Your mission is to fix that plane. Your mission is to gas up that fucking truck. What Whatever happens your when fucking it doesn't happen? If you say no and you go the other way. They take your shit off and they send you home. Okay. You're okay. no longer worthy okay. of doing that job. Okay. Just no curious. Because things like dereliction. And you get a duty. really, really um, interesting process called court martialed, where you get humiliated in front of a, about 13 lieutenant colonels and they send your ass home dishonorably. And you get to live with the title dishonorable for the rest of your life. Because everybody sees it. Because everybody sees it. Because you didn't do your fucking job. These people didn't do their jobs. Uh, clearly, I so and fuck, all the evidence hasn't come in. Like every bit of, of evidence, course, man. But so much but anecdotal dude, evidence has come in from the people. Never that were there. come at the whiskey reel with this good guy with a gun argument ever again. Your dog shit. It's done. It's a That's dog shit argument. Over. You guys had a chance to be the good guys, and you pussed out. This isn't the first time you've pussed out. Remember the dude hiding in the bush? Yeah. Fuck you. If you're going to be a coward, don't do that. I can't do the job. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to rush into a school to save a bunch of children that aren't mine. If I knew, I'm telling you that. If I if I knew that I had 19 baby kids fucking lives on my conscience, I don't know what I would do with myself. Exactly. But they did. And I'm sure they're Bobby, fucking... Bobby, they did. By the way, I'm sure they're human beings. I'm sure they're dealing with that process. They're fucking like... Looking in the mirror, trying to answer that question. Hard I'm sure they me. are, man. Hard for me to feel. However, sympathy. you don't get to be my cop anymore. Fuck I'm you. I'm sorry. Find something that's willing to do. Find somebody that's willing to do that. If you're not, it's like any job. If you sign up to be a soldier, there's rules you follow. If you sign up to be a cop, so take this. Imagine that same school, no shooter, on fire. The entire fucking building's on fire. There's kids trapped inside. You get a bunch of firemen pull up to the fucking fire and say, I don't know, guys. I don't think we should go in until we know we're not going to get hurt. Yeah. I want you all to sit on that. Yeah. How would you feel about those firemen? I know. It's like that uh, argument in The Departed between the cops and the firemen. I think at this point, I'll take the fucking firemen. I yeah, hope man. they win. I hope they win. Hope they win. We've, we've seen the firemen this week step the fuck up and risk their lives and put out a fire. Well, I have a lot of friends that are police, law enforcement, however you want to like, you know, I have Border Patrol friends. I have DPD friends. By the way, a, speaking of Border Patrol, they were the first ones to go into the school. I know. Because the cops were too scared. I know. Yeah. So gunshots are ringing off 30 minutes. Well, 40 minutes. Okay, we've got to go to break. I I'm will sorry. say this. I'm sorry. Maybe no, no, it's fine. Uh, this is this is a conversation that has to be had. I don't know if it necessarily had to be had by us. I'm glad we had it. Um We're gonna talk fun stuff after this. Uh, yeah, we are gonna get this intermission. 
I'm pretty sure those cops would have rushed in if it was a different neighborhood. That's all I'm saying. And we're going to end on that. Somewhat hypoglycemic. <laughs> it would appear. <laughs> Somebody shove a Werther's in his mouth. Yeah, just a. Uh, I'm, I'm old. A Werther's would get it done. A Werther's, bro. Yeah. Give me a Jordan Almond. Give me. <laughs> Give me a Brazil nut. Yeah, because be those fine. are around. I'll be fine. Do you remember what your grandparents used to call Brazil nuts? I'm not going to mention it. Let's don't discuss that. How about we don't talk about that? God, we've come a long ways. Boy, yeah. And yet, haven't. Speaking of which, friends. (laughs) Romans. Welcome welcome back to the Whiskey Reel. Uh, You guys need to reach out to us. We're getting a little more feedback lately. We've been asking for it. You sick bastards. Um, You can reach us at 970-426-5344. Paul Gozer is a cunt. Nine seven zero four two six five three four four. That is the whiskey reel phone number. You can leave a voicemail. You can shoot us a text message. You can also reach us at whiskeyreel at gmail dot com for some long form feedback, which I like too. I've never actually gotten an email from anyone ever. But I know nobody emails. <laughs> I, I, you know what I use emails for? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Useless. Or you can just write up to my balcony and talk to me. It is a apparently. useless, useless form of uh, communication. But if that's what you prefer, then by all means, send us an email. We will respond to Do it. Do we have a fax? I go. <laughs> Today we got a fax from a. Uh... <laughs> oh man, that'd be amazing with our demo. Um, no, guys. Also, uh, we are going to start a little different format. Nothing groundbreaking, but periodically we as podcasters want to start doing music reviews that go a little further back. And we want to talk about specific artists and albums that actually mean something to us. And we want your feedback on this. We want to talk about stuff that means something to you guys. So if like you have a hankering for Sublime's second album. Don't do that, by the way. Yeah, don't do that. Um, Please. By all means, shout us out and say, hey, Bobby, would you guys talk about Sublime's second album? And I will say, no, no, of um, course not. That is a horrible garbage band. Life changing. And and sometimes I know you've all been out there. You've done it. Life saving albums. There have been albums that have saved my life. Like, um, I don't know about literally because I've never gotten to that point. Thank God. But they were impactful enough to change and and course correct. That is what we're talking about. We want to talk about things that are important to you. Yeah. Important to us. Uh, We find ourselves fascinated by reaching back into the Wayback Machine and talking about things that actually kind of led us to be who we are now. Yeah. God forbid. Which. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Uh, but no so we love your feedback thank you so much everyone that's reached out to us um, 
we do have a few voicemails. Let's do it. Um, that we're going to get into. And um, some of them are pretty funny. I promised earlier in the show we were going to play Taurus Feet, his voicemail. He seems like a really sweet guy. 100%. No, very, very cool um, guy. So let's get into some tour. Hi. Uh, hey, Whiskey Reel. Uh, this is Tor. Calling to say hello. I wanted to also say, Aaron, it was cool meeting you. So I was riding my bike by your house the other day, and I wanted to apologize for doing the thing that men do to my wife all the time, which is they talk to me and pretend like my wife is not even there. I should have said hello to Rex, but my so chill. four-year-old was uh, poking me in the back, and he was getting bored with our grown-up conversation. Um, I never did come up with a good joke, whatever it was we were talking about. Uh, I do like the whiskey reel. Keep up the good work. Um, and uh, I'll continue to leave you messages. Hopefully they're not too boring. Have a wonderful day, week, month. Um, fuck the fascists. Yeah. Cheers. I love it. I do like fuck the fascists. That That's, is. Uh, boy, it almost sounds like a t shirt. God. Well, we need gear. We need to get back into heaven. <laughs> we need merch. We need merch and gear. We need merch. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, Torza Sweetheart, he sounds great. I've Dude, never, he was so I've cool. I've never met the guy, but he's... So, I'll just say this. Tor has in the past left voicemails. Oh. They have been... Rough? Not comprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> this is the voice voice, the first uh, voicemail that Tor has left. Well, I told him... That I, I was like, oh, shit, okay, I get it. Your name is Tor, and these are things you want to say. He was writing... When he left after our exchange, as he biked away with his son punching him in the kidneys. Sure, sure, sure. He said, I'll leave voicemail. And I was like, yeah, dude, please. By all means. And there you go. And he did. That's all that it like takes. Like a G. Brother. A little bit of fucking effort, bro. Unlike some of you fucks yeah, you that are always like, oh, suck. I'll totally leave you a voicemail. <laughs> It mostly sounds like that to our ears. All yeah, I hear is a, that's all I hear. Like, uh, gross. I don't uh, know. You guys suck. You guys suck. Seriously, you like Tom Cruise? Gross. <laughs> that's mostly for you. <laughs> By the way, we're about to talk about Tom Cruise a lot. Okay, so we did have one more um friend of the podcast that our <laughs> esteemed leader, Sean Moriarty. Give him the non diplume of Stevie Dicks. <laughs> that's a great name. By Which the way. is he should be actually super happy. That's <laughs> that's fucking great. That's super good. Um, no, my buddy Steven. All right, um, let's see. I hang out with this guy quite a bit at the club. <laughs> <laughs> We're going full media. No, dude. I love this guy. He's a great dude. Um, he uh, had a motorcycle accident a while back and kind of fucked himself up. I was oh. scared. But That's not good. Pulled through it. So this is Stevie Dicks. Stevie, fucking Steven. Listen, I I don't have a whiskey suggestion besides uh, you know the whiskey I'm making. It's good. You'll try it there. But listen, you need to watch a movie. It's fucking crazy. Bobby, it is fucking crazy. Bobby, that was a weird pregnant pause. It was. The last Hangover, dude. The last hangover. Watch this fucking movie okay. and call okay. it that. And then come over and drink my fucking whiskey. Later. Jesus. 
Okay, first of all, why are you so aggressive with your you whiskey? live in Durango West? I'm never coming to your house. No, that's, dude, that's, that's never the gonna happen. Suckiest place to go. I, to. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have like a beef with it. I do. It's that just place sucks, far. dude. It just seems it's far. so far. Um, I no, walk. Steve is awesome. I walk um, to work. I've never seen The Last Hangover. I'll definitely check it out. I'm looking online. It looks like it's a Netflix thing that's like 45 minutes long. <laughs> Excuse me. Is that a film or a bon vivant? It's a novella. <laughs> <laughs> so You're I don't know. Idiot. I'm going to check it out. Um, right. I'm going to check it so out. So the bro. other night I'm hanging out with Stevie Dicks and we are chatting at our local club. And <laughs> he won't let it go. I'm never going to let that I go. I love it. Um, and I told him that my favorite comedy of all time was Life of Brian. Monty really? Python's Number Life of Brian. The funniest movie I've ever seen. So I will I will die on that hill. Right? That's funny. 100%. Die funny on that hill. Funny is weird. Funny is very subjective. It's very personal. Okay. He goes home, and this was like last Friday, like okay. a week ago today. Right. He goes home, and I just get a barrage of texts. That this sucks? No. Every 10 oh. minutes. How have I never seen this before? Really? Oh, shit. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Are you serious with the Roman thing? Just, you know it's what I mean? It just every 10 minutes. He just is like, fuck it. And I found that really, um, I don't know, sort of um, narcissistically pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say life affirming. And maybe I'm not a complete piece of shit. <laughs> But sure, I'll feed take, the beast, baby. I'll take the narcissist. Feed thing. the beast. <laughs> no, you guys, thank you so much for the feedback. Do you guys understand what we're doing now? Like, yeah. if you call in and leave a voicemail, we're we'll, going to respond we'll f- to it. We'll we're going to make fun you. of you. We're going to fuck with you on air, and then we're going to fuck with you when we see you next. Yeah. So it's a win-win for us. It's amazing. The um, kids like to say, "I'll fuck with you." I'll fuck with you. I will fuck with you. Aaron, I will do that. I will. I know you will. This has been um, a monumental week for media content. Oh, my God. We normally talk media around this time in the yeah. podcast. Yeah. There has been so much media. Yeah. And have you seen any of it? Yeah. And none of it has been musical. That no, was the point. Are, That's why we this did the call a, to action. Yeah. This we're, is a uh, video uh, video oriented segment 100%. of the podcast. It, we like to give you new music every week. So what we're going to go do going forward is every other week we'll compile some new music. Sometimes we get into those times where nobody's releasing anything. So in between, not only giving you Bobby and I's um favorite albums or or important albums doesn't yep. even need to be favorite we want your favorite albums Thank important you. albums not just oh I, I used to listen to this all the time and it was this big hit album that's fine too i'm not discounting that but there are those albums out like like i uh, mentioned before saved your life made you still connect with humanity i want to say i want to hear those from you guys. I'm going to hear the dirty, gritty shit. That being said, 
This was all cinematic media this week. Yeah. And I'm going to go first because Bobby's got a more important one. Oh, I guess. <clears throat> okay. There's a show called The Baby. Um, it is an English show. I believe it's on Amazon. It's not called Amazon? Duh Baby. It's The Baby. No, Duh Baby's an idiot. Yeah. The Baby is a great show. Um, cool. I'm going to... I'm gonna. And I, I told Bobby I wouldn't tell him about it until now because I want his reaction. The premise. What's the premise of the show? It's called The Baby. The whole premise of the show, and I'm not going to spoiler anything because what I'm going to say is not spoiler. The premise of the show is this. This baby has been around for hundreds of years. Has caused death and destruction for hundreds of years. Okay. He's like the devil baby. He's Damien Omen. And oh, now he oh. finds himself in a new pair of hands. Yeah. It is modern now. Although you find out that this baby is the worst. The One of them, outside of the acting and the fact that you can imagine navigating a baby, trying to put it to sleep... Because when it's asleep, it can't kill anybody. And then you try to kill it. People stop you from killing it because it's the devil. But go try to kill a baby. See how that goes for you. One of the best parts of the show, it's an English show. I think it's on, like I said, Amazon or Hulu. I can't remember which. It is so worth your time. There are four or five episodes in. The best part of the show is the fact that you don't realize as a parent that your baby does weird shit when you're looking at it. All of their filming involves a baby and everything he does is within the context of the fucking story. So somebody might get hit and the baby turns and starts laughing. They literally made this baby's life evil. Oh, wow. So even the fun stuff and the weird reactions, you're like, fuck that baby, dude. Fuck that baby. And the whole show revolves around the fact that this baby's evil. Somebody's taking care of it. People are after it. So maybe that lady from Alabama, the freezer lady. That just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, put yeah, her yeah, yeah. babies in a freezer. That Which is, you know what? That's a choice. I mean, that's a... a that's a grim. Weird way to fucking wrap shit up is like just put the babies in a freezer. This is funny. It's a dark comedy. It Doesn't, is hilarious. Yeah, freezing your babies isn't funny. No, no, right. no. I'm just kidding. No, We're you're going right. back to you're the right. baby. You're right. It's English, so everybody's accent makes okay. it better. Uh, do we know anything about the production of this? Like who did Nothing. it? Nothing. Nothing. It is ghost. Oh, actors okay. are ghosts. What? What, uh, what streaming service is this? Like I said, it's either Amazon or Hulu. Figure it out. So you gotta gotta know. But it's called the baby. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna it's text Carol. Hard. All right. I'm going to text Carol. It's fine. Is um, she still at Pelican no, Bay? Honestly, Aaron, it sounds like something I'm kind of... This is perfect for it's you. My, my kind of shit. Man. This is perfect for you. It has in it a bunch of innits. Ton of innits. <laughs> By the way, that's what we call English people. They're innits. Um, and it's really well acted. It's well written. It is absurd and scary and Fucking hilarious all at the same time. It's really good. Okay, so um, I got the baby. It is on IMDb. It is which on, means Amazon. It's 
HBO Max. Oh, that's what I meant when I said Amazon so, and Hulu. Yeah, yeah. The show's on um, HBO Max. So you're if you make- have, you're going to follow Natasha, who is furious that her closest friends are all having babies. Then she unexpectedly has a baby. She catches it after it falls off a cliff after killing its former uh-huh. mom. That's where she fucked up. It's awesome. Okay. Go cool. watch it. I'm anyway, going to check it out. I'm going to get go. it. I'm going to I'm going to serve it up. I'm going to put it on my thing. Um <laughs> the, the baby is on the way. Um <laughs> isn't it always? I'm telling you that that actually sounds really cool. It's kind of my it's funny as shit. My my genre. Yeah, it is. You know, it's 100%, so you. 100%. Um also in my genre. Yeah. I'm going to talk about this Star Wars property really quickly. We're not talking Top Gun. I'm gonna. Okay, all right. I mean, all honestly, right, Top right. Gun might be my pearl of wisdom. Okay. Um, Let's save that. <laughs> we're so just before we get into that, I did see Top Gun Maverick. I will talk about that a little bit. Um, I promised friend of the podcast Jackie Knuckles. Jacqueline. Jacqueline Knuckles Benzekri that um we were gonna do a podcast together to discuss. Right. She her house almost caught on fire and she left and went to Mexico. So we're gonna <laughs> talk about that at another time. Yes, because, we won't dose that whole subject. Yeah, but La Plata, La Plata is burning down. I'm I'm interested. Please don't say that because then people don't visit, we don't make money. Um I, <laughs> Briefly, give me your Top Gun synopsis. You're gonna go oh, one. Okay. You're gonna give. You're gonna go one v one versus Jacqueline. I am gonna make. I'm gonna be moderator of the okay. Debate. I can gloss over a little Top yeah, Gun. Let's um, go. Okay, so it is nostalgia on a level that I haven't seen before. Wow. Because it actually, it's not. So like Stranger Things does nostalgia, right? They're callbacks. They're callbacks. Yeah. This is not a callback. This is a direct sequel and philosophical continuation of a story Let's that go. happened 30 plus years ago, right? Let's go. And yes, there are elements that they there are callbacks in the fucking story, of course. You have to There are moments in this movie, guys. Um, I I read an article where um, they screened it. The first place they screened it was the Cannes Film Festival in, in France, right? Um, which is kind of the preeminent, most prestigious one hundred percent film festival Without on question. planet Earth, right? Um, at the end of the movie, there was a depending on what website you visit, five to ten minute standing ovation for Top Gun Maverick. Come on. Like a bunch of French up your hey, ass hipsters. Hey, be fucking cool. Losing their shit <laughs> over a fucking Top Gun movie. Think about that. Losing their minds. Okay. Catch me outside. So dude. I saw this in Durango, Colorado in a theater filled with all of my friends because I knew every piece of shit that was in the fucking Perfect. theater. Yeah. It was, they were all wearing flight suits. Just every just dirt bag I know from the deli or wherever, all of them were there. Okay. And when the movie ended and it goes to black, there was like a weird, like there was a pregnant pause. A moment. And then 
just rips up doing a fucking applause. Everybody's clapping, screaming like, what the fuck did we just watch? Because it's that fucking good, dude. I can't wait. It's really, really funny. It's really, really sweet. It's really emotional at times when you right. don't expect it. Right. It's somewhat manipulative. They're that's, going to. That's what a movie is. They're going to make you cry. Did you ever see Avengers purpose. Infinity War? I did. Little manipulative. There are moments when you are. I promise you, if you don't cry, you're you're not a human. Inside. You're dead inside, you're dead or you're inside. just a child, and <laughs> you've never actually seen anything <laughs> worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, it's silly in the right oh, yeah. spots. It's goofy and fucking like the dialogue. You're just like, wow, they really made a sequel to Top Gun. They went for like, it. They fucking wrote this like it's a sequel Hell to yeah. Top Gun. Hell yeah. There's a character in this movie. His name is Hangman. He oh my God. might literally be the douchiest human being ever put on cellulite. I love it. Ever. Let's go. Ever. So he's the new Iceman. He was a yes. Yeah. No. There's a. I don't. I can't. I don't, I, don't I, I don't even know. talk. Don't even talk. I'll wait talk. for Jackie to. But so, anyways, guys, if you have a chance, see this on the big screen. This is not a fucking streaming movie. Right. Don't wait to watch this at home. Right. There. I can't. This movie will win Oscars. Yeah, that's what I heard. Hundred percent. It's, supposed to be it's so good. now is Tom Cruise is not going to be best actor or whatever. No. Although no. I'd be fine with that. Bring it on. Such um, a fucking chat. Uh, I'm a stand <laughs> No, but it's going to win Oscars for cinematography and art direction and all this shit because you've Probably never action sequences you've or never seen this movie before, man. It's those, that, it's those that scenes, crazy. You've never like I I watched it with a friend of the podcast, Denny. You guys have all known and loved Denny. Bubblegum dick. We gasped. At the same time, almost like, <gasps> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there's scenes, and these are practical effects. Yeah, this isn't CGI outside I, of fill-ins. Yeah, I was about to say they're CGI enhanced in some way. Right, they, like they fill in some backgrounds or but whatever. But it's not full but, like, CGI. When a plane does a thing on the screen right. in this movie, someone was in a plane doing, doing that it. thing. Right. And there's this, there's one moment in this movie where the whole fucking theater went silent for a second, and then everyone nervously giggled because we're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. That's it, dope. It, it is so. I heard. I heard as it, much. So fucking good, man. They will win Oscars for this fucking movie. Hell yeah, dude. It's I'm gonna excited. Be fucking, it's going to be go, well received. I'm going to go try to get Rex in a theater this weekend. She, You know what? She's not going to hate it, bro. She she doesn't There's hate a it. lot of very sweet um, romantic moments to it. Um, Kelly McGillis is not, not in this in movie. It. Nor um, referenced. Which, by the way, uh, I mean, I get it. I, I <laughs> She... <laughs> She's an older lady than Tom is, and also Tom is a fucking vampire, and he doesn't look his age Obviously. at all. Also, Jennifer Connelly is drinking the same blood because yeah, she brother. does not look her age. She's f- 51, something like that. She's like four or five years older Masamenos. than me. She looks like the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. She's a petite Syrah that's been on your counter. She's a Bordeaux. 
She's a bro. Oh, I love that. She's a bro. She's a bro. Dude, um, she is so fine. I can't I wait mean, to see it. I don't want you to tell me anything no, more about it. I'm not going to tell you anything I wanna, more. I want to see it. Um, are we ready? To, how long are we into this? Oh, we're fine. We're hour 15 into it. Oh, um, fuck I got off. A, I got to breeze over a little uh, Obi-Wan. Oh, yes. Um, fuck. You, you haven't had the opportunity to see this yet. Um, you I've, seemed... Okay. No, I've seen we the were, first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We were sitting at our favorite bar. Right. We we're sitting at the Moro and we were sitting there having our usual round that we do while we write and try to itinerize this shit show. And you were like, have you seen OB1? And I was like, wait a minute, man. Is that out? He was like, yeah, that's out. That's all. I was like, fuck. Usually Saturdays and Sundays are my cleanup days for shows that I haven't gotten to during the week. So I'm like, Fuck. Bobby's face, when he goes, he goes, did you see it? He wasn't like, bro, did you see Obi-Wan? He was more like, hey, man, did you see it? I was like, yeah. ooh, uh-oh, yeah. what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Now, that being said, full disclosure, you were so hypercritical on this property, I don't even know how to feel about Star Wars anymore. Because you were so hypercritical that I'm like, do I like this? Do I enjoy it? I don't know. Bobby hates it. I like it. I don't know what's going on right now. What is happening with this property? No, I, okay. So, like I said, I've seen one episode. That's it. Like 45 minutes. That's what I've seen. Yeah, but we saw The Mandalorian's first episode. We saw fucking. That was amazing. Boba Fett's first episode. (laughs) Pretty good. Okay, so what's going on here? Okay, so they're building a story. Um, there's an old bit that Patton Oswalt did years ago based upon the Attack of the Clones prequel series, right? And by the way, this is very much a sequel to the prequels. I mean, the opening sequence, the... If you, this is what happened last week on Obi Wan, right? Is just a bunch of scenes from Phantom Menace and really and Rise of the Sith. Oh, because this that's is weird. A direct. Were they con- just trying to tie it in? No, it's a direct continuation okay. of that storyline okay. of that, which I am not a huge fan of those movies. I know I am not. Um, Nor is it most people. Let's Patton Oswalt's position is much like my position that. The things we hated was like, I don't need to know where Boba Fett came from. Right. I need to know that Boba Fett is awesome, and that's a thing that I love, and make him do cool shit. That's what I want out of Star Wars properties. Superheroes doing superhero shit. Yeah. Hey, you know, we need a Han Solo prequel. Let me know how Han Solo became Han Solo, where he got his name. Right. No, thanks. No. No, I'm I'm all set. I'm good. Han Solo's awesome. Make him be awesome and have him do awesome shit. <laughs> right. And I'm going to love these movies. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's my perspective. That's right. Patton's perspective. I think it's your perspective as it, well. It mostly So, is. I will say this. Without getting too spoilery, we are going to get some really cool shit. We get fucking Grand Inquisitors show up. Like, okay. instantly hunting Jedis. There's a okay, very cool. prominent Jedi 
on Tatooine by the name of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's going by Ben now. We know this. Yes. Um, the Inquisitor shit's really cool. I like it. They're doing a great job with that. Um, we get my n- new best friend, uh, <laughs> Joel Edgerton. <laughs> <laughs> Your future. My future best friend. Your future. Um, what is it? I You're know. the best man at his next wedding. Yeah. Future? I'm going to be the best man at his of next course, wedding. Of um, course. Of course. I'll explain that in my pearl. Yeah. But, um, no, you get Joel Edgerton as Uncle Owen. You get Aunt Baru. You get, you get damn dude. You get everything you want. Deep. You get cool like interactions with a Jawa. Like the first time you actually like get a one on one like conversation with a Jawa, and they're like actually like like he and Obi Wan are like, like negotiating and shit. Like yeah, like yeah, because Jawas suck. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, no, they're thieves and they're bullshit. But also, what I don't like about this is I don't need a story about Princess Leia Organa as a little kid. I don't need Luke as a little cute kid. I don't need that shit. You're angry about this. I'm not angry about it. It's lazy, bro. (laughs) I'm not angry about it. It's lazy. It's, it's lazy storytelling. Or they're giving Why does pe- everything have to be a fucking origin story? What did I tell Disney you? Disney and uh, Lucasfilm have come out and said, we are done with the Skywalker family. We're not doing this shit anymore. What, We're moving on. What did I tell you? And the you? first thing I get, baby Princess Leia, baby Luke. What did I tell you? They could give a fuck about us old guys. They're trying to capture new know, young man, but viewers. Damn, dude. I don't and I'm not saying fuck. it's a good marketing ploy. I just don't give a fuck. I know you don't, but they're they're hoping 14-year-olds will. I get it. And then I get be it. you in 30 years. Oh, my God. Princess Leia was precocious as a youngster? <laughs> no way. Wow. Thanks, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I get six hours of this. There's six episodes. Well, the topic. Well, is they better. spent one on showing how precocious Princess Leia well, was she as is a pre- child. You know what? If anything, she was precocious. I want Darth Maul to show up and kill and everybody. Kill everybody and fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I want. And just continue killing them. Yeah, yeah. Of course you do. No, and you know what? My prediction before Pain. we go to pearls. <laughs> Pain. We're gonna get Hayden Christensen in this series. I don't know if we're gonna get Darth. I don't know if we're going to get Darth Vader. And I get it. Like no, At this point in the timeline, he's in the armor. They, they put him into the fucking preview, bro. hope so. They can't renege on that, dude. hope so. Whatever, dude. I don't fucking get some fucking insane cock-tease. Darth Vader shit. Cock-tease, I mean, like, bro. I want him smashing people's throats up against walls. Let's go. You know what I mean? Let's like go. Like what they did in Rogue One. What they did dude, with Darth Vader in Rogue listen, One is the best Star Wars scene that- ever made. That Rogue One scene Bro. of Darth when the Bro. fucking shield lifts Bro. and Darth <laughs> starts doing some Darth shit. Darth was everybody's ass. One of the fucking coolest. Like, that was some John Wick shit. It was It was amazing. Darth Wick. You've been Darthed. You've been Darth, <laughs> bitch. Um, it was awesome. Fuck your anyway, throat. I hope, I hope <laughs> it turns out well for everyone involved. I know. Um, no, I hope it's super cool. Um, Deborah Chow directed, produced the whole thing. Okay. She's a very talented. She is. She's good filmmaker. Um, I just hope they don't pander too much to new viewers. 
I hope they do some serious fan service on this. Oh, one. and one last note: you and oh, McGregor God. as Obi Wan Kenobi, great. Moves my Kinsey scale. Yeah, brother. I mean, about he 20, moves your Overton window about twenty degrees to the right. Yeah, brother. Like if that man walked up me right now and he was like, "I'd like to have you, you would service his giant Scottish." Dick. I think it'd be cool if you put my penis in your mouth. <laughs> He'd be like, you know what? Let me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing anything for three hours. Let me. Let me stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I got a stretch routine I do. I don't want to pull a hammy, but <laughs> I am going to fillet you, sir. <laughs> no, he oh is God. He is a gorgeous human being. And then he opens his stupid mouth and he, and he just says great. shit. And you're just like, oh, oh, Ew, oh my Jesus, God. Sir. Why do you sound like that? You big amazing. Scottish bull. <laughs> Anyways, anywho, <laughs> and that's my pearl of wisdom. On that pearl of wisdom, um, this is where we do dip into pearls of wisdom. Um, and seriously, that was going to be my pearl of wisdom. Was it? We, we, yeah, we did it. We. Oh. That's fine. Do oh, yours. That's fine. And then Jesus I'll, Christ. And then I'll make the explosion thing happen. You're going to make the explosion thing happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my pearl of wisdom sucks. Why? Because. It has to involve people doing what they signed up for. I signed up to go to work every day, do my job. It's not much. I run restaurants. It's not exactly that great. It's not super life-altering. It is for the 50-plus employees that work for me. It's kind of life-altering for them. It's important for my daughter, who I feed and clothe and house, it's important for her, what I'm doing. It's important for my person of interest, which is my Rex, which is my everything. It's important for her, knowing that I'm doing what I'm doing. But that's what I signed up for. If you're going to take a job securing people's safety, do your fucking job. That's all I ask. Do your job. You let them down, you fucking cunts. You let them down. This shit is so frustrating. It's bad, but the fact that you let those kids down because you were scared for yourself, it makes me so angry. It makes me angry. If you're going to sign up for something, if you have a word and you are a man, you're a woman, you're doing a job and do what you say you're going to do because people rely on you to do what you say you're going to do. 